The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. Well, it's a Sunday morning, it's Rivian Radio, and it's time to talk for the Brevin's Flanks partners, Rob and Tom, today. Good morning, Rob. How are you doing? Good morning, Howard. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, keeping busy, which is always good. Always good. Good. Well, last week we discussed wills and dying intestate. For many of our listeners, their most valuable asset is clearly their property. So I've received lots of questions about property to the questions portal, Riviera Radio at blevinsfranks.com. However, before we focus on property, what news caught your attention this week? Well, Howard, uh, property news was something which did catch my my eye this week uh, because because of the time it takes to compile house price data. The figures up to the end of the third quarter of 2023 have only just been released this week, and the news is not good. Property values have dropped in all in all areas of France, and unsurprisingly, that was accompanied by a sharp decline in the number of properties that were actually sold. If you don't need to sell, why would you sell an asset in a depressed market? But that's maybe a subject for another day. The number of properties that were sold last year actually dropped by 20%. 885,000 compared to 1.1 million the previous year. No region or department has booked the trend or seen how house prices increase um, overall. But seven individual cities, for some reason, did see positive increases. Those provinces include Montpellier, Dijon, Saint-Étienne and Cannes up in Normandy. Coast de Sud saw the largest fall with a year-on-year drop of over 20%. Other large drops were experienced in Metz, Lyon, Lille. And when the results are announced for the 12 months of February 2024, it's expected property prices will have fallen across the board by 4.2%. Noteurs and property experts are forecasting the French property market will continue to fall both in terms of sales and prices, for much of this year. Now, one reason blamed for the slowdown in property sales is the price of borrowing, and those costs will not be helped by any inflation news that was released this week. In the US, inflation fell less than expected. That strengthened the dollar, but it dampened the chances of the Fed cutting interest rates. Official figures showed inflation had fallen from 3.4%, to 3.1%, but that was well above the, econ- the economist's expectations of 2.9%. The US Central Bank said it needs more confidence that price growth is slowing sufficiently before it cuts or starts to cut rates. UK inflation held steady at 4% in January, which was lower than expected. These numbers do raise the possibility that the Bank of England could cut interest rates sooner than expected which would be welcome news because those higher borrowing costs are one of the reasons why the UK slipped into recession in the second half of last year. Britain still has the highest rate of inflation when compared to its peers. Across the 20 member states of the Eurozone, inflation is now running at an average of 2.8%. Now, last June, the Monaco National Council passed the law which will introduce a tourist contribution for guests staying in one of the Principality's hotels. The amount guests pay is based on the star rating of the chosen hotel. €14 Euros per night was what was, was what decided if you stay at the Hotel de Paris or the Hotel Hermitage. Now, earlier this week, following pressure from elected council members, those tax rates were slashed and the tourist tax spend on one night in Monaco for one of those prestige five-star hotels will now be just €7. Euros. Like all taxes, it remains to be seen if Monaco's balancing act works. 
The trick with any tax is getting the balance right. If the tax is too high, the revenue source is driven away and the object of the exercise has then been a complete waste of time. A perfect example of this is in the third quarter of 2023, London's visitor numbers were at the same level as in Q4 2019, which we'll all remember as being the last quarter before the world was introduced to COVID. But the amount those visitors spent was down 15%. The results sparked calls for the tourist tax to be scrapped, and the UK's Office for Budget Responsibility are apparently reviewing the abolition of the tax-free shopping scheme that was scrapped in 2020. One lobby group estimates reintroducing the scheme could increase the Treasury's receipts by at least £350 million a year. What this does illustrate is the taxman doesn't always get it right, but he is constantly looking for new, innovative ways to get his hands on new and increased sources of revenue. So Rob, is real estate still liable to French wealth tax? Uh, Yeah, as uh, regular listeners will know, President Macron's first budget restricted the calculation of wealth tax from worldwide assets to simply real estate. That was January 2018, but the threshold of 1.3 million has not changed since 2012, and the bans and rates have not changed for 10 years. If the net value of our real estate assets are less than 1.3 million, we don't have to make a declaration. But if the value exceeds 1.3 million, we start paying tax at banded levels starting at 800,000 euros. The tax rate starts at half a percent and rise to 1.5%. If our French property is our main home, we can reduce its value by 30% for tax assessment purposes. And if we've just arrived or returned to France after being away for more than five years, any overseas property is exempt from the EFE calculation for five years. I said net value because we can deduct associated debts such as mortgages or even bills for property improvements that have not yet been paid. Something that is frequently overlooked is we can also deduct the estimated tax foncier bill and our Impersula Fortune Immobilia Wealth Tax Bill. Earlier I mentioned property values have fallen over the past 12 to 18 months. But since the start of the millennium, 24 years ago, average house prices have actually increased by 270%. So it's no surprise that over 165,000 people now pay French wealth tax. Since Macron linked wealth tax to just property, 23% more households now pay EFE and the state's income from those sources has risen by 42% to 2.35 billion euros. You referred to UK property being liable to wealth tax. But what about capital gains tax? Uh, this was actually an issue that cropped up earlier this week. Um, we Brits, maybe when it suits us, this knack of believing what we want, not what is fact. This frequently rears its head with our understanding or beliefs about cross-border finances, especially taxes. Now, earlier this week, a lady was explaining her situation to me, outlining what she thought were her challenges and the issues she thought she needed Blevins Franks to help her with. She has been a French resident for many, many years and her priorities were keeping ahead of inflation from from an income point of view um, and wherever possible minimising the succession tax her kids will pay when she dies. Now it might come as a surprise but amnesia about UK taxes and rules when you move to France is a common misconception. I asked this lady what her intentions are with regard to her UK property. She still owns property which she years and years ago bought with her with her late husband, which was a main home in the UK and an apartment in London, 
which she and he bought when their kids were at university well over 25 years ago. She immediately presumed I was referring to the subject of, of our previous question, wealth tax. She told me both properties have been declared for EFE purposes, so that isn't an issue. I asked if she intends to ever sell them, and she said, yes, both are on the market, and in fact the sale of the main one will complete next month. Without any further prompting, this lady then told me there would be no capital gains tax or social charges to pay because she has been a French resident and owned the properties for over 30 years. I asked her about the UK capital gains tax liability and I actually thought she was about to get up and leave the meeting. She then quite bluntly told me that I didn't know the rules and that she was a French resident and therefore not liable to UK capital gains tax. Now, 10 years ago, that was true. But Chancellor George Osborne changed the CGT rules in 2015 regarding gains realised on UK property by non-UK residents. Gains accumulated since 2015 are now liable to UK tax as well as French tax. Now the tax isn't paid twice due to the double tax treaty, but this lady will pay the higher of, which means she might not have a French liability, but she will have a UK one. Now, this is becoming a bigger and bigger problem for people who continue to own UK real estate after they leave because unlike France, there's no taper system. So the longer you own it, the more tax you'll pay. Tom, how is UK property income taxed in the hands of a French resident? Yes, this is an important question because under the terms of the double taxation treaty that exists between France and the UK, any UK rental income continues to be treated for tax under the UK systems. So, essentially, HMRC in the UK retains the rights to taxation, and the French authorities do not directly apply tax to that income. But this is where people often fall into a trap, because they only hear the headline that the income is not directly taxable in France, and they assume that this means that there is no French tax implication. What they don't necessarily realise is that they will still need to tell the French authorities about the UK rental income, and that income will be taken into account when calculating the tax owed on other revenues such as pension or employment income. And the result is that your other income potentially gets pushed up into the next tax bracket and therefore taxed at a higher rate. So indirectly, UK rental income can result in a higher tax bill for a French resident. That being said... If the UK rent is your only source of income, your position is more straightforward. You might pay some tax in the UK, but you won't pay any tax in France. What are the pros and cons of investing in UK property? I'll start with the downsides of investing in UK property, as I think these are more numerous when it comes to French residency. First of all, as with any type of property, you have illiquidity. In other words, if you need to access the capital, you either need to sell the property or find a way to remortgage. So it might not be the most practical investment for someone retiring in France who ultimately wants to make use of their capital during their lifetime. Next, as Rob has already touched upon, owning property, UK property or property in general, could create a wealth tax liability in France, whereas other types of investments may not. Then, as also mentioned by Rob, you'll need to consider capital gains tax implications if you later decide to sell potentially experiencing a tax liability in both countries. Crucially, for those people concerned about preserving a legacy for their children, UK property is not only accessible to UK inheritance tax, but also to French, French succession tax. And unlike certain investment structures that are available, UK property provides no, no tax breaks 
or reductions when it comes to succession. Now, putting aside the tax issues, there are practical considerations. How are you going to manage a property from afar? When the fridge door breaks or there's a problem with the temperature controls on the shower, who will take care of it? Perhaps you'll have to pay someone to manage the property. And if you're dependent on the income from the property, consider the implications of tenant risk. In other words, the idea that there may be gaps in your income where perhaps you haven't got a tenant or where the tenant is behind on their rent. And then perhaps one of the biggest issues with UK property is that you have an investment and an income that is in the wrong currency, which of course creates an additional layer of risk since nobody really knows how the sterling euro exchange rate will move over the coming years. Finally, is it appropriate to put a large sum of money into a single asset? At Blevins Franks, we're always telling our clients to manage and reduce risk by diversifying into lots of different types of investments. And I think that overexposure to property runs against that general principle. With all of that being said, there is some merit in investing in things that you know well and understand. So if you are a seasoned property investor with good experience of making the right purchases at the right time, then perhaps UK property is the right type of asset for you. I'm also cognizant that some people may wish to retain a UK property for sentimental or family reasons, or perhaps simply because they wish to retain a bolt hole in the UK. All of that is fully understandable in many cases. And of course, we recognise that not every single decision in life is driven by tax or investment considerations. Yeah. It's also true that UK property, despite some fluctuations, has performed very well as an asset class over the last 40 years, particularly in the southeast of England. Nevertheless, from a, from a tax and strategic point of view, investing in uh, UK property directly isn't usually the best option for a French resident. And that's why we instead often look at investing in property indirectly through tax structures which are compliant and efficient for French purposes. Well, is French property a better option for Britons resident in France? Uh, it could be, but I, th I think it depends on your objectives. There are various tax breaks and options available when it comes to French property that might make it more tax efficient than UK property. But investors need to be aware that the French property market just hasn't behaved in the same way as the UK pro property market that maybe they are used to. The market here is much more regionalised. There are some towns and villages in France where you'll find that the property prices haven't moved much at all in the last decade. So while investing in French property can work for some people, I wouldn't say that it's a surefire way to grow your wealth. I think that French property also comes with many of the downsides of UK property that I mentioned earlier. It's a liquid, it lacks diversification, has potential implications for capital gains tax, wealth tax and succession tax. And if you're buying an investment property in France, you can add tax foncière and potentially tax d'habitation to that list. But French property also comes with a heightened level of tenant risk because the property law here, when compared to the UK, is much more stacked in favour of tenants' rights. That's good news if, you, if you're a tenant, but if you're a landlord and you find that your tenant is unable or unwilling to pay their rent over the winter period, you may find that there's not very much that you can do. Finally, buying French property is quite costly. You can normally add about 7% to the purchase price for the fees involved in the notaire's process, and sometimes another 5 or 6% for the estate agency fee. So overall, your initial cost for investing could be in the region of 12 or 13%. That compares really quite unfavourably with most other types of investment. Nevertheless, at Blevins Franks, we like property in general as an asset class, but we tend to advise our clients to access it indirectly through tradable property securities, 
and as part of a much more widely diversified portfolio. We also warn our clients not to be overexposed to property. For many, owning their main home will be sufficient exposure and the rest of their wealth can be diversified into other asset types such as shares, bonds, commodities and cash. Above all, if you want to invest in property, the key is to do so in a carefully planned and strategic manner and that's where we at Blevins Franks can potentially help. After last week's broadcast, we received several questions about the Brussels 4 changes. One listener asked if the Clause Tontine has been affected. Yeah, there's, uh, there's been lots of confusion following France's decision to, re- to rebel against the European Certificate of Succession, Brussels 4 as you called it. Um, for those of you who don't know about this, in October 2021, France announced protected heirs, that's mainly children, have a legal right to claim their share of their deceased par- parents' French assets if they, the kids, have not received the equivalent financial compensation. This change of rules completely flies in the face of Brussels 4, which allows foreign nationals resident in France to adopt the succession rules of their mother country. In the UK, you can leave whatever you want to whomever you want. In France, the rules are very prescriptive. The Napoleonic Code dictates what happens to your assets and where they go when you die. I've heard lots of people, especially Brits, frequently blame this change on Brexit. But it was actually prompted by nationals of other countries where their local opinions, and in a few cases rules, prioritise the male bloodline over the female siblings. A tontine clause must be inserted into the compromis devant, when a property is actually being bought. When the party to the tontine dies, that clause dictates their share of the property passes to the person or people who are party to the tontine. The tontine is not an election to foreign law, so it is not affected by the 2021 change. Another misunderstood aspect is the tax. A tontine clause does not avoid tax. If the deceased chair passes to a spouse, there will be no succession tax. But if it passes to someone who is not of your bloodline or marriage connected, or marriage connection, there will still be a, potentially a 60% tax bill. Another listener asked if they now need their children's permission to sell their house. <laughs> yeah, quite a bizarre question, that one, Howard. Um, if you are the absolute owners of a property, no, you don't need your kids' permission to sell. If, they, if the kids are part owners, then yes, they're, they're co-owners, so they, you will need their permission. Everyone needs to agree. This includes if they own the new proprietor of the property, but the parents own the user front. That's the use of it. And the position is complicated even more if the arrangements have not been carefully planned when the first person dies. The devolution depends on how a property is owned, the nature of the couple's relationship and the applicable succession law. If the property is owned, as we discussed in the previous question, on Tontine, the survivor will be treated as though they have always been the sole owner and as such, they will have the right to sell. If the property is owned on division, it will pass under French succession rules. The survivor will only have the right to the deceased share if they are married. A cohabitee or civil partner is not acknowledged in the same way and the French succession law, including forced heirship rules, will kick in. If a co-ownership situation arises, the survivor will need, will need the kid's permission to sell. Potentially, this is even the case for a spouse because they are quite frequently only inheriting a portion of their deceased spouse's share of that property. So if you'd like to discuss your property ownership or succession planning, or if you'd just simply like to explore if you could could potentially improve your cross-border financial arrangements, 
give us a call. Speak to one of our Blenny's Franks partners by calling 0493-001780. That's 0493-001780. Alternatively, you can also call, if it's more favourable for you, our Monaco office. And our number here in Monaco is 97775574. That's 97775574. And if you'd like to know more about Blenny's Franks, or book at a, a place at uh, one of our very soon-to-be-happening seminars, you can also contact us via our website, which is very simply www.blevinsranks.com. Many thanks, Rob. We'll talk again in a week's time. Absolutely, Howard. Thank you very much. Have a good week. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this programme, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493 or riviera at com. It's a new year. Is it time to review your financial planning? Regular reviews are key to successful wealth management. Tax and succession regulations change regularly and you need to check your investment portfolio is suitable for you today. Blevins Franks specialises in strategic financial planning. We consider your residency, domicile, tax liabilities, investments, pensions and estate planning wishes before outlining our personalised recommendations. Visit BlevinsFranks.com to arrange an appointment.